The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Hope you are having a great, great, great morning. It is Tuesday, the best day of the week, December the 14th. We are, man, we, we, we are close. We inside two weeks until Christmas. Ben, are you ready for Christmas? Oh, Yes. My favorite holiday of the year. I'm excited. You sure your favorite, uh, favorite holiday is not um, Halloween? Yes. You sure? Yeah, I'll, I'll let Austin Price keep his Halloween. I'll, I'll take Christmas. I know that's right. I know that's right. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Irish Networks hotline. Our number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Man. Feels good to be in the low T center studio. Feels great. Feel like football weather outside. NFL game last night. The Rams taking care of business against the Arizona Cardinals. Thank you. Thank you, NFL. That was a football game that deserves to be on primetime. Thank you. Not the Bears, not the Packers. Well, the Packers deserve it, but not the Bears. <laughs> They don't deserve to be on TV at all for a while. Don't put them back on there. Don't put them back on there. I don't want to see them anymore. But good football game last night. Monday night football. It's amazing. I thought Odell Beckham was a – I thought he was a problem. I thought he was a cancer. I thought he was, thought he was an issue. It's amazing how how good he looks and how happy he is when he's on a uh, inside of an organization that has a head on right and a quarterback that can give him the football. Uh, it was good to see just great players on display. Devon Millers, Aaron Donalds, who's dominant. Your boy James Conner. You see your boy? Mm-hmm. Saw him with a one-handed catch. Ooh. <laughs> Looks good. Man, he looked good. He got some – when did he get that quickness, that agility? He's always had it. Man, he um, – great pass catcher out of the backfield, running downhill. Did a really, really good job. But I'll tell you one thing, man. The broadcast crew, I like the broadcast crew. I, you know, I'm a huge Lewis Riddick fan. Um, but Bronton Greasy, Lewis Riddick, um, that's a that's a nice duo right there. You like Steve Levy? I like Steve Levy, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. My, my problem with Steve Levy is that my mind thinks of him as a sports center anchor. So it's it's still weird for me to hear him call a football game. Like when I think of Al Michaels, I only think of him calling football games. Tom Hart calling football, basketball, baseball games. When I think of Peter Burns, I think of him as a, a studio host. It would be weird to all of a sudden see Peter Burns calling games. Kind of like uh, Matt Berry is yeah. another example that I think Matt Berry does a tremendous job. I think Steve Levy's really good. It's just hard for my mind to adjust to them being a broadcaster in that regard because I'm so used to them hosting things in studio. Yeah. So that sounds like a Ben McKee problem. Yeah. 
At least I can admit my problems. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's the first step, man. I, I, I can admit my faults. That's the first step, my friend. That is the first step. Man, yesterday we had a packed show. Um, there was stuff we did not get to today. I think today will be another one of those days because... A lot happened. A lot happened. And a lot will continue to happen as we are one day away from early signing day. There are more people hitting the transfer portal, and there are more people exiting the transfer portal. There's more going in than leaving, that's for sure, but... Interesting. Um, there is some some new faces inside of the SEC that we will get to. Big news continues to be, you know, Hendon Hooker um, coming back. Uh, wide receiver target Chandler Smith is going to make his announcement at noon. Don't think that I'll be glued to the computer monitor looking for uh, a Tennessee selection because Tennessee already has a couple of receivers committed. And the most important news from yesterday involves a committed wide receiver, and that is Squirrel White. Squirrel White made my day yesterday, man. And because of a local... Catch you a squirrel? No. No, I just like to look at them, run, run up the trees, and avoid getting ran over. But that's that's other than that, that's about it. Um, but recruiting, and maybe because it's a, you know, a local product and all the up and down that recruitment has been, has, been like, has really like turned me off uh, in some cases when it comes to recruiting. But Squirrel White, man, let's go. Said that um, he is signing with Tennessee. He is shutting it down. He had a conversation with Austin Price on VolQuest.com. He also talked to 247, and he mentioned that Tennessee was was with them from the beginning. And yesterday I had a conversation. We had a conversation about Tennessee winning battles against Auburn and LSU and South Carolina and Kentucky and Florida and winning those battles first and going to the next level. But they just won a battle against Georgia. Yep. Yep. And Auburn. Georgia and Auburn. He was at Auburn this this past week. And I, I know you said Auburn. But, but then Auburn, you did. Auburn's on the same level, kind of. You won a battle against a team from the next level. I don't care what Auburn is doing on the football field. Anytime you beat them on the recruiting trail, it's a it's a heck of a win. That's that's true. That's true. That's true. That's so true. Y- yesterday was not a a very good day for Tennessee on the recruiting trail in totality, but that was a heck of a win, and people are, are kind of glossing over it, in my opinion, because Mm-mm. he's already committed. Mm-mm. But for those who follow recruiting year round and each and every single day and read the updates and and articles and stories and follow the recruits, know that this, although he was already committed to Tennessee, this was a heck of a win for Josh Heupel's crew to beat out Georgia and Auburn, and particularly Georgia, as you were going with it. Uh, It's really impressive. A big win. Would it be a a big confirm get? (laughs) A big re-get? I mean, you and I... Both believe that Squirrel White is going to come in and put pressure on on the current slot receivers and have have a chance if he handles his business from tomorrow until 
late July, he's going to have a chance to play early and a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I, yes, I, I think that qualifies as a big get. Yeah, he is um, – he's a player that Tennessee – He's the type of player that Tennessee does not have at the wide receiver position. And you need different – like, you need different type of players at receiver. You want a toolbox that is comprised of your bigger body, possession receiver types, and then you want your speedy, smaller guys, and then you want your, your track speed guys. I mean, obviously, you can get some of those players all in one, and that's what makes five stars. That's what makes blue chip high school players. But you don't want a bunch of centers. You don't want a bunch of power forwards. You need point guards. You need shooting guards. You need you know small forwards. The small forwards would be you know your your position type of receivers. Uh, your power forward would be you know your your Mike Williams from the USC days. The guys who run like four six four seven, but they're like six five. Squirrel White will be the Kennedy Chandler of the wide receiver group because he's quick. It'll be very hard to stay in front of him. And I don't think people really understand, like you just mentioned, how big of a get this is because Tennessee has not really had much success past Huntsville. When you look back in history, great players from the state of Alabama, yes, you, you you got your T. Martin. From Mobile, but Aaron Sears, Jason Allen, um, the Joey Kent of the world. I mean, you're getting guys from North Alabama region, and that's about it. To be able to reach down there in Clay Chaffer, which is Birmingham, essentially. The thick of Alabama. Yeah, like. Real deal, Crimson Tide and, and War Eagle territory. Absolutely. To to. Get a, not only to get a player, but to identify him early. Because Auburn really should have been the school that should have got should have got him. If you if you if you want to be honest here, how do you let someone in your backyard? And I understand Alabama, knowing him, seeing him, and deciding to go in a different direction. That's understandable because Alabama is drafting players instead of recruiting. But. Auburn was in a position just like us, all chasing Alabama. How do you miss out on Squirrel White and you allow a team that is three, four hours away come in, get the commitment of of White, and then he maintains commitment all the way up until the early signing period? I mean, I'm happy. Trust me, I'm thrilled. But I'm really – crystallizing the point here of the job that Tennessee staff did, identifying him, committing to him, in turn he committed to us, and he has maintained that commitment. This is a player that if you look at the rankings, I mean, let me let me stargaze for a little bit. Let me stargaze. Let me put let me let me pull out the the recruiting class, what is he, a three-star? I think so. He shouldn't be. No, he should be a, a four-star and top 100, top 150 player. And the only reason that he is three-star is because he's 155 pounds. When, when you Google Squirrel White, 
squirrels come up. Yeah, that, white squirrels too, which is a little weird. I mean, he is a white squirrel. This is true. That just clicked in my head. Yeah, he is a white squirrel. So he is ranked on two four seven. Is a five hundred and thirty seventh best player in in the country. The seventieth seventy seventieth receiver in the country. This is two four seven. Seventy first on rivals. 23rd best player in the state of Alabama. So, and the only reason I'm telling you is because of size. He's listed as 5'10", um, 155. That's, that's, that's the only was, reason. If he was 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", he'd be five-star. Pretty much. Pretty much. And the competition that he plays against, I want people to understand this too. He ain't playing against, you know, sisters of the poor. Some of the competition around here. I know we got a lot of people that live here that are very prideful of, 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 of sports around here, but it's behind some other parts of the, of the Southeast. And Birmingham, the competition with high school football in that area is dang good. Clay Chalkville is a, is a powerhouse, has been for decades. When you saw the tweet from Valus Jones a couple couple months ago, he was showing, um, you know, his dad balling out. I think he like Viger High School. It's like a Viger Blunt uh, game. Like those are like traditional powers. Hoover and, and Thompson, these are like new school powers. But like Clay Chauvel was 80s and 90s. You got Homewood. You got, you know, Mountain Brook down there. You, like you got real – Football programs down Oxford. there. Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Like Gaston, where like the whole town shuts down. And like these, these some real football programs. So that's where Squirrel's coming from. That's where he's coming from. It's, it's real down there. So this is a huge win huge. for Tennessee. And I've said, hey, you got to worry about. Auburn and LSU and Florida winning those battles against Kentucky and South Carolina. But this is a battle that you want against Georgia because Georgia tried to come in late. They wanted Tennessee to do all the work. They wanted Tennessee to do all the, the evaluation. And then they want to come in at the last minute with the big stick and go, hey, put it on the table. Let's go. We want you now. Yeah, we believed in you the whole time. Yeah, right. And Square was like, no, nah, I'm – you wouldn't with me shooting in the gym. Yep, and it's the same thing that has bitten Tennessee in the butt. Mm. In-state uh, in players, yeah. Yep. Well, and even with with some guys, maybe like a, a Darren Agu, the, the young man from northeast Georgia that we spoke about quite a bit last week who is committed to Vanderbilt, was at Vanderbilt who? over the weekend. Darren Agu. <laughs> when you talk to them, did you do that? No. Hey, Darren. I good, try to man. be respectful. Okay, I got you. Fair. <laughs> I was I was trying to I was trying to make it work in my head that it wasn't disrespectful, but it's not respectful. No. But Tennessee got in late, pushed for him late, and and he is he, he's. Committed to Vanderbilt. Seems like he's going to stick with Vanderbilt. Not saying that it's over by any stretch of the imagination, but 
it it seems to be trending that way. And yes, he is going to Vanderbilt, but he's going to play for Clark Lee. He he's signing up to play for Clark Lee, not Vanderbilt, if that makes sense. Like he is going to Vanderbilt, not because Vanderbilt is some decorated football program, obviously, but he is so loyal and, and loves Clark Lee so much. He'll if be, Clark Lee's not at Vanderbilt, he's not going to Vanderbilt. He'll be in the transfer portal after the year. <laughs> yes, which is why Tennessee needs to continue to play this out the, the right way if he does, in fact, do that. But Tennessee didn't really push for him all that hard until the last couple of weeks. And it looks to have bitten them in the butt. And, and there are some, some other players in which Tennessee has done the same thing with, particularly the last staff. There, there are several examples with the last staff and you you kind of briefly mentioned your thought on like man why why isn't Auburn able to go in and and get Squirrel White well they tried to do the same thing they they tried to wait until the end with Squirrel White and they they had a coaching change as as well but still I mean the the new staff under Brian Harson I mean they waited too late to go after Squirrel and that hurt them you know you know what this tells us and it should, if you, if you don't understand this, I'll break it down to you. We have professional football coaches. No, they're not coaching in the NFL, but they're professional football coaches. They're just coaching college, but that's, they're professionals. So we have professional football coaches at Auburn and other programs, you know, in the, in the SEC that this is what they do for a living is evaluate talent, is coach players, and they look at a player and go, I need to see more. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Let's see more. Let's wait. Let's see more. Let's see more. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's see more. If they are sometimes unsure, why do we put so much stock in analysts who are not professional football coaches? Their job is to analyze talent and, and, and you know, do those things, whatever they do, put the rankings out. My point is, everybody's eyes different. In the same way that we have, and this is one. Of, this is the worst thing I hate about recruiting today, but I understand, and I'm not going to complain too much. But the same way that we have told players to look elsewhere after getting a commitment from them early, they regressed. They regressed. So you were really hot about a, a player because he looked good at one point, and then after six months, he got worse. You can't take him anymore. The opposite happens too, where you're unsure of a player, unsure if, you know, if he can handle being his size, you're unsure about the competition that he plays against, you're unsure about his durability, you're unsure about his speed, you're unsure about his competitive nature, you're unsure about his attitude, you're unsure about a lot of things, and you need more time to feel good about that player. And sometimes that's listed, you know, looked upon as being, oh, you slow playing a kid. Yeah, but I'm also making sure. And everyone has different opinions and everyone has different eyes. And some coaches' staff pull the trigger on kids quicker than others because they believe in what they see. If me and Ben go outside right now and I hear a dog barking in the background, 
I can tell that dog is big. <laughs> and if I hear it getting closer, I don't need to stay there, stay there anymore. I know that dog is closer. And I know I need to be on the move, going in the opposite direction. Ben, he might sit there and wait a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then before it's too late, the dog is right there in front of you. Some people move to action quicker than others. Some people know quicker than others. Same thing with evaluating talent. Tennessee soft score white was like, yep, <laughs> yep, he can ball. We can take that. That works for what we do. Quick. Got good hands. Yep, that's all I need. Let's go. He can run routes. That's all I need. But, man, I, I, I love the squirrel white. Shut it down, and we'll sign with Tennessee. This is huge for Tennessee because you can't miss. Like, you can't miss in this class. You can't afford to miss. So kids with their barely issues, kids with, yeah, I don't know if we're going to develop, you know, it might, maybe year three. Nope. Like, you got to take the most surefire hits that you can take. And there's really no formula for that. You don't truly know. But you got to take the kids who check the most boxes. You can't take question marks because you can't. Missed. There was a couple days ago, I think Jay called in, and we were talking about recruiting class, and we pulled up the 2018 class, I want to say. I think it was 2018 class. Yes. And we were like, um, what them dudes? What them dudes? Emmett Gooden, J.J. Peterson, Jameer Johnson. Why are we doing this this early? Where, where are those dudes? It's too early to be doing all that. I'm, I'm trying to hammer my point home. This staff can't miss. And getting a guy like Squirrel White um, really helps that. Really helps. And then also, I'll make one more point and then we'll go to the phones. Something we missed out on talking about yesterday. Jordan Phillips is already working. Early enrollee, he's already working. And you can work with your new team in bowl. This is why the bowl games are so important, those 15 practices, because you get guys like Jordan Phillips, who was part of the 2022 class. As a defensive lineman, he comes in, he can already get to work. He can already get a taste of what the physicality is like at the SEC level. And then he's going to get in, into the weight room. Like, he's already in the weight room. But then he's going to have the off-season program winter, spring, and then summer. So he's not going to be a normal freshman. Didn't I mention that yesterday about Jordan Phillips practicing with the team already? Well, and that kind of uh... – Happened towards the very end of the show, with, uh, with with practice taking place when it did. Did, so. practice, did the practice start on the week over the weekend? Yes, but we didn't watch practice over the weekend. Oh yeah, that's 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 true. That's true. But this is this is this is this is also good. Uh, you got about you got Jordan Phillips with early rolly, uh, and I'm looking at the site that has. Uh, the clock next to it, Taven Jackson, you got Caleb Webb, you got Cam Miller, you got uh, Desmond Williams, uh, Chaz Nimrod, Elijah Herring, 
Mo Clipper. Mo Clipper. Such a great name. There, this, I won't this, mention this one because I don't, I don't think he's going to – I don't think this one's going to make it. Yeah, he's not going to make it in. <laughs> Let me go to the phones. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Who we got? We, we've got Rusty. Rusty. Good morning, Rusty. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, man. Hey, Rusty. Rusty. Yeah. You're you going to have to wake up. I'm awake. You got to nah, nah, man. You sound, you sound like you, you're trying to be quiet because you don't want to wake the people up in the background. Nah. You got to turn Dude, up, I'm, Rusty. You got to turn up. I'm, I'm, I'm in the car by myself. You got to turn up, Rusty. I can't turn up, man. I'm, I'm on, I'm in the East Coast, and it, that is not, this is not where I'm, where I'm living these days, man. I'm, I'm all messed up, but nah, I'm awake. I understand. I have been, for, I've been up for an hour and a half, unfortunately. Yeah, I've been up about. Oh man. About three. Nah. Anyways, good morning. Let me check it up. Okay, okay, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. Don't we good? Know. Is that better? Yes. Yes, that's better, man. I'm charged up. Yes, we, we so want the juice. I, I, I guess I'm not charged up mostly because am I uh, am I wrong in feeling like this is one situation where I'm more interested in what we do in the transfer portal than I w- would be in the recruiting class? No, you're not wrong because we got to we got to win there too, and you got to be very strategic. You got to be very smart. Um, because you can't miss, you can't miss in the portal too. And you want that help, but do you, but you also want guys that's going to be here for more than one year. So I understand. Right. Especially when you look around the country, you're like, wait, that team got that player. How did that happen? And then you're like, wait a minute. We, it's like when you, you know, when you was growing up and you saw the pretty girl pick the ugly dude and you're like, yo, how did he get her? I look better than that dude. He got a crater face. I think that every time I walk into your house. Hey, whatever. It is what it is, man. Um, hey, we, we, like, we've all outkicked our coverage. I'm like Jay-Z. It's fine. I've outkicked my coverage as well. I'm like so. Jay-Z. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you look around the country like, yo, how did how did that player go there? So, no, you're not wrong, yeah. Rusty. You, you're good. It's just, I guess why I feel that way is I feel like we're rec- recruiting classes will be fine going forward with this staff and whatnot. It just – it felt like this past season that just a couple more guys that were athletic, at, a little more athletic at linebacker for rotation purposes, yes. and a couple guys more athletic at safety, we win the pit game and the Ole Miss game at minimum. We were so close in those ball games. We were good enough offensively. We just could not get the quarterback on the ground short of the sticks on third down, and it seems like if we'd have had a little more athleticism at safety and linebacker, we would have been there. And if we can just get – like three or four of those guys in the portal that can play immediately, then we can like build the recruiting classes back slowly. And I guess that's I guess that's where I'm at. And and what you just mentioned, Rusty, is a byproduct of the recruiting class that Swain just mentioned. Because I, I know there was a coaching change, so there would have been attrition anyways. But theoretically, if if you don't have as many misses in the past couple of recruiting classes as you did then you have the depth to to be able to rotate players in at linebacker and safety and in other positions as well. You need, yeah. me, you need me to go on detail again? No. Okay. So, and, and another thing for me is, I, I, I guess I feel like with this staff, and I know I'm, I'll keep harping back to that, um, we're not – I want us to have elite talent, 
But I don't feel like it's going to take elite talent on the offensive side of the football to be very, very good with this staff. There were guys, it wouldn't have mattered if it was guys that all ran 4-9. The wide openness, I know that's not a word, of our receivers in so many situations because of play design was incredible. And I don't know that, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was great that it was Bayless and and Peyton and and Tillman. They were great. But it felt like a lot, like, any of the younger guys would have could could have been open too because we were just getting guys running free in so many places that I haven't seen since I don't know Swain went running by that Cal defender in in two thousand seven six. It's, just, that's true. So I, I I feel like we don't have to have elite 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 talent on offense, but we need elite elite talent on defense. I feel like you need elite talent in certain areas, Rusty. And, and, and oh, offensive line, offensive yeah. line. I'd get, love to have elite offensive line. And I, th- and, I th- and I think it's important that you get a stud at running back too, because yeah, maybe yeah. a quarterback too. Yeah, I mean, the court, quarterback helps as well. I mean, uh, I, I think I think Hypo can get away with not having a, a guy with elite, elite, elite talent at quarterback. If you can, if you can throw it, you're smart. You got some accuracy. Uh, I think Hypo. Can can work with whatever, but I think those yeah. attributes are very very important. Um, necessarily, don't have to be a dual threat, but if you're smart um, and you're accurate, then I think I think Hypo got you. But running back, look at look at how many times that 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 you know it was a running back versus one guy, and the one guy put two arms around two legs and had us roped up like a like a calf uh, at a rodeo. Like you don't yeah. want that. And and when you go right. out and get stud running backs. Stud running backs makes those guys miss, and they take they take it the distance. They're home yeah. run hitters, and so uh, a stud running back can 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 turn a a run of no gain into a, a run of five yards. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. You're right. Yeah, yeah, so you do need some studs in, in certain areas, um, but this offense, I think, the system can be you know user friendly and not not rely so much on having to hit home runs with every position, with every part of the roster and recruiting. I, I do agree with you to a certain extent. I do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess I should have prefaced. Running back is a position that I would love to have. I, I wish the kid from Auburn would have stayed in the portal because I think that kid is elite. He's and a, he's, a, tank he's, he's a guy He's a guy that if you get him one-on-one with a safety or linebacker, it, it, he, he's, he's not getting brought down by that one guy. Ever and 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 the other positions would be offensive line. If we had five studs on the offensive line that just you know they're going to protect and you know they're going to. I mean, I don't actually I don't worry about the running game because they're going to create holes in the running game. But protection. If we had five studs that that just we all know, like like Miami in one when Ken you knew you knew Ken Dorsey's jersey was never getting dirty. Yeah, that that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's incredible too. That that's very yeah. incredible. You're right, Rusty. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the phone call, man. Be yeah. safe traveling back out west. Ken Dorsey was a he looked like a scrawny frat boy playing football, and he had zero swag. I mean, zero swag. He wore those that baggy t-shirt. Ugh, dude. They had Under Armour back then. You could have wore Under Armour shirt and long sleeve one, but he had that baggy T-shirt and was dealing. <laughs> it was willing and dealing. 
pretty easy when you throw in the guys like Kellen Winslow and I think Kellen was also on that team. I'm not sure. But Andre Johnson was on that team. I think Roscoe Parrish was on that team. Handing the ball off to Willis McGahee. Was makes- Roscoe P. Coltrane on that team? Roscoe Pete Coltrane. You know who that is? Some rapper? No. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Uh, I don't know what to talk about. I'm not, I'm not capping like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Roscoe P. Coltrane is the sheriff on the original Dukes of Hazard. No wonder I don't know what that is. Every A6- time I hear Roscoe, that's what I think of. A65 255 We'll take our first break of the day. I think it's first break of the day. Yeah, first break of the day. Be right back. Flowing and going. Swain event. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. 
Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Rules remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Six five two hundred fifty five zero three. It's time for Attaboy here on the program. We'll be highlight positivity, good news, good stories. We got some. We got some. Some positivity to point to. Uh, ben, you want to go first? What you got? Yeah, I'm going to give Randy Sanders there, an Attaboy. There it is. Randy Sanders announcing yesterday that he is going to retire, and. It's been quite a career for Randy Sanders over the years. Uh, played at Tennessee, coached at Tennessee, coached at ETSU for uh, 
for the last several years and uh, just a, a heck of a football career for for Randy Sanders and I thought it was cool how Tennessee Athletics shared something on on social media uh, about all that he has given back to East Tennessee and this state in regards to football. I, I thought it was a really cool note by by Tennessee Athletics to to put that out. So, attaboy to Randy Sanders. For sure. For sure. I, re, I remember uh, Randy. First time I met Randy was my home visit uh, 2002, December. Had on a black, like a like a black, um, I won't say a letterman jacket. It was like a black, real nice um, Tennessee jacket. Um, I was like, man, receiver coach. And I think four dudes was there. I think it was receiver coach. My position, uh, my recruiting coach, OC, and then Coach Former. And that was the first time I met I met Randy Sanders. And uh, Coach was always great to me. And um, the one thing I hate was, you know, when he was no longer the offensive coordinator from 05 to, to 06 and, you know, seeing how that affected him and affected his family, uh, that was tough because, you know, he grew up. Loving Tennessee, played here, coached here, learned under Coach Cutcliffe, did an unbelievable job with the national championship game. And I remember talking to Coach Cutcliffe about about this, and when he took over as a coach at Ole Miss, it just it was really no way for him to. He didn't feel like it was right for him to call the national championship game. He felt like it was it was right for him to to go on to Ole Miss. And Randy had his time. It was his moment. He was ready for the moment. He was prepared. And he was. He said he uh, was in the hotel watching the game. And uh, he said he, he said he just tears rolled down his face because he's just so proud of, of Coach Sanders and so proud of what they had done in Tennessee. And uh, I think about that that story when we were sitting here talking about Randy Sanders and um, he won big at Florida State. He's with Jimbo Fisher. They did a good job at Florida State. Randy brought Jay Graham down to Florida State. They did a really good job. And then it was time. It was time for him to get his own gig. And he got that at ETSU. It was a great, great fit. Scott Carter was at Tennessee when I was at Tennessee. And Scott Carter goes on to be the AD at ETSU. And, hey, you got to bring someone in that you know, that you trust. And as they were rebuilding that program, there's no one better than an East Tennessee boy himself, and that was Randy Sanders. And Randy has built that program, and the next person who takes it over has inherited that program in a really good spot. And Randy can still coach, man. He's got plenty of years left. You see coaches that barely can walk up and down the sidelines. Um, they don't even wear headsets anymore. They're not involved anymore, uh, but they're still coaching. Randy can coach. I mean, he's calling plays. Uh, he can still coach, but it's not about that. It's time for him to spend time with family. It's time for it's time for family. And when you do this job, as long as Randy has, you miss a whole lot of stuff. He's missed a whole lot of stuff, man. And he's not gonna miss it anymore because he's going home. And um, think about Gene Chizik. When Gene Chizik walked away from from the game. He, he got tired of missing stuff, and that's the sacrifice you make when you do this job. So, great attaboy, Ben. That was what I had today. 
I have two other things I'd like to share. Please. And I tweeted about both of them yesterday in the middle of the day. If you want to scroll down on my timeline past the Tennessee basketball coverage from yesterday, tweeted out some basketball highlights of mm-hmm. Tennessee hitting the, the floor to kick off Memphis week. And I also shared Justin Ganey, Tennessee assistant coach, speaking with the media as well as Brandon Huntley Hatfield ahead of tonight's game with USC Upstate. Um, but the, the two things that I wanted to mention were the, the two viral videos. One was from over the weekend. One was from yesterday. The first one was of Jamal Sheed, a Houston basketball player, who after Houston suffered a, a pretty tough loss on Saturday night, we talked about it yesterday here on the show, uh, a one-point loss to Alabama. The, there was a, a controversial finish to where Houston and its players, its coaches, felt like their final – Layup was affected before he actually missed the shot. Yeah, Thought it should have been goaltending, mm-hmm. which would have won them the game. And uh, Houston players, Houston coaches lost their mind. You had one Houston player follow the refs all the way across the court and almost into the refs' locker room, got as far as the, the tunnel that the refs go down there in Coleman Coliseum. And then on the way to the Houston locker room, you had Houston coaches kicking over the trash and the trash can. And Jamal Sheed, who I am giving in at a boy, he, after the commotion, after the debacle, after the coaches and, and players went back to the locker room and trash had been kicked over and thrown, he comes through and he picks up the trash that his coaches, who are older than him, uh, his fellow teammates created. And I, I just think this is really neat. Seems so small, seems so simple, but I, I do believe that your actions, when it's hard to do the right thing, speaks volume of who you are as a person. And it, as simple as it may seem to to just pick up some trash and, and how little that seems, I, I think it says a lot about Jamal Sheed, the Houston basketball player, in that moment. The little things become big things. Yes, this absolutely. What, this is what you learn and realize as you get older is the little things that you know teachers and your, your little league coaches and your parents harped on they they are what make you who you are it's the little things and i remember coach cutcliffe making us run and do rolls and do crab walks and bear crawls after practice one day two days on a baseball field because we had left the locker room you know junkie and it's about taking pride. It's about leaving the place better than where you found it. It ties in so perfectly into, you know, you know, T dots, um, Tennessee Department of Transportation's their their message and their initiative to stop littering, stop trashing our state. It's just a pride factor. Absolutely. So. That's a great. That's a great attaboy. I saw that game and um, in real time looked like goaltending. But as you look at the videos, like oh, I didn't no. think it was going to make it to the rim. Yeah, I don't know if it was going to make it to the rim. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Don't, I think they got it right. What stinks is that you can't go review it. That that play should absolutely be reviewable for every sure. single time. For sure, for sure. But uh, that was that was a really cool moment uh, in collegiate athletics, right there. Football, basketball, soccer, tennis, volleyball doesn't matter. Like that was a cool moment for sports, not at the collegiate level, but just sports in general Absolutely. at any level. 
Good message. Absolutely. And then I wanted to mention the other public video. All right. Or uh, the, not public video, but the video that went viral over the weekend. Obviously, a lot of devastation from storms over the weekend in Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, all over the southeast. And, and Mayfield, Kentucky, was hit extremely, extremely hard. And this man, Jim Finch, uh, who lives about 30 minutes okay. from Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, Victor Ordonez, who is an ABC News specialized unit, uh, he got video of this man, Jim Finch, who, again, lives a half hour away. He drove that half hour with a grill and a truckload of food and parked right in the middle of Mayfield, Kentucky, and was was just trying to help people out. And uh, asked if he had a restaurant, and he shook his head no uh, and, and said that it just needed to be done. So pulled up a grill in the middle of the devastation. You see the video. I mean, he's, he's literally in the middle of all the collapsed buildings and debris, and he's just grilling. <laughs> and, and providing food for people, so that that's that's also what it's all about. Just doing things out of out of the kindness of your heart, not not to gain anything, but just be a a helping hand. There, there's so much going on during the holidays, and the the holidays is a happy time for me. But I know I've been blessed to to have a happy holidays, and I know that for everybody, for some people. It can be really hard this time of year for for whatever reason. So just try to be a, a helping hand this holiday, and don't 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 be intimidated to, to I guess reach out and, and try to help somebody. For sure, Attaboy is brought to you by Irish Networks, specializing in high quality fiber internet and voice. Irish Networks is a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. IrishNetworksUSA.com. Ninety days, no payment for business internet uh we got about five minutes left on top of the hour hour number one is brought to you by hiller plumbing heating cooling and electrical let me get to this text box uh per inky from um florida vols fans how you do anything is how you do everything 100 percent uh charlie perkins says i heard yesterday that the army navy game had second most betting of any game this season so far i'm wondering if you if we need to take up a, a contribution for ben's lunch this week <laughs> yeah I did, I did put some money down on army to to cover and that obviously did not go according to plan so yes if, if y'all want to to put a gofundme together to <laughs> to raise me some lunch money i would gladly accept it man you was talking so much cash money Last week about the Army Navy game, man, he was. It was like he was one hundred percent sure that Army was going to win. He was. I, I've never seen you more confident in your I team winning. Did not think it was a a sure thing because I I don't sure sound like it. I don't know if you you watched the game, but CBS did a good job of detailing several instances in in which. Navy had like five close losses this year, and they weren't as bad as their record indicated. They were only three and eight going into the game, and and so you see three and eight, you think they're an awful team, but they've they've had four or five really close losses to to some good football teams. Nobody played Cincinnati closer this year than Navy. Uh, they had a 
uh, I believe a loss to SMU at the at the very last second, and they had some other close losses as well. So I I didn't one hundred percent think it sounded that, like it. No, I was just having fun. Maybe next year, Ben. Maybe next year. Maybe next. All I know is one of the teams is going to a bowl game and going to win nine games and beat an SEC team in the bowl game. So, Both teams are my favorite team. That's all I know. <laughs> what about Air Force? You're going to leave Air Force out? They're my favorite team, too. They, sh- they should be your favorite favorite, considering both your parents were in the Air Force. Man, they're my favorite. <laughs> they're my favorite. Uh, Bill's Mafia says, how – How's it looking for running back Justin Williams tomorrow? Um, last time I checked, it, it's still you know, Tennessee's in a good spot. But you never know when you're dealing with Auburn. I think Tennessee's in a good spot as well. Because Auburn made sure that Tanks Bisbee was okay, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Tanks Bisbee hit the transfer portal and then was out the transfer portal really, really quick. Hmm, Brian Harson must be doing something right. What do you mean? I mean, everybody was crapping on him yesterday. Hey, the fact, hey, the fact that, according to a source, that that Tank need to see the the vision, the the vision of the uh, of the program. He played a whole season under Brian Harson. Was he not looking? Was his was his eyesight compromised? Somebody's blocking his view. So a sit-down talk about the vision, that works more than actually playing a, a, a full season? Come on now. We know what this is about. The Auburn, and we know how Auburn gets down. Which, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I got, I got I respect them for it. No shade here. But Tank's busy. He was like, hey, man, this ain't for me. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to go somewhere else. Because you don't get into the transfer portal unless you have that feeling. You don't just – you don't slip. Oops. Oops, man, I slipped and fell in the transfer portal. No, man, it ain't like you walking down the street and there's a big <laughs> stick. You you don't slip into the transfer portal. It's not like, you know, a pothole. <laughs> you walking down the street. No, like, it's a decision that you make. And he made a decision based on the season. And then he changed his mind within hours. Come on, y'all. Y'all know that about. And Auburn could not afford to lose. Tanks Beasley. You can afford to lose Bo Nix, but not Tanks Beasley. Can't afford to lose him. Yeah. So. I mean, they have a really good stud freshman running back in Jarquez Hunter, but Tank Bixby is a freaking tank. Anybody in the country would be lucky to have him. For sure. For sure. Hour two is coming up. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Hiller's giving away cash for the holidays. Celebrating now until the end of the year with special deals. We'll tell you about those special deals when we come back. Hiller, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. HappyHiller.com. Be right back.